We are live from the 260. It's all legendary now, baby. I'm Bug Dollar. I'm sitting here with G Money in the Quiet Storm, and everything is beautiful and legendary here at Rudy's. We've been gone for too long. It's the new year, and everything is everything here. Yeah, that's right. We got beer, wine, and chocolate, and we got the legendary coach with us. Yeah. Let's go, let's go, G Money. All right, guys. Thanks for listening in. It's been a minute. Uh, I remember couple of episodes back we interviewed coach jj foster and i would be remiss if i didn't get in our other family member here too the legendary coach bruce stevens from new haven high school i appreciate you guys saying legendary legendary <laughs> I, is that just because i've been around for a long time it, it, you know what <laughs> it, it's just that you, y'all always at the top of the food chain yeah man, I appreciate every year that. yeah all right coach tell us a little bit about yourself like where where'd you come from yeah. How'd you get to where you are today and yeah. in, in is, is a concise statement as you can make yeah. for us? Well, you know what? I, I'm a Fort Wayne native. I graduated from Harding High School in 1984 and Butler University graduate in 88. And I, I actually was a played baseball in college. Um, really? Yes. Baseball. But, yes. Like and, Kyle Lindsay at Lewis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, the reason that I actually, um, how I got into basketball, well, you know, I played basketball. I was, all conference um, and everything when I played basketball, but I went to school to play baseball. But um, I had a friend of mine who was at Village Woods Junior High, and he asked me to coach girls basketball. And I was like, okay. And then Al Gooden was teaching there at that time. And Al Gooden was like, he knew me. He's like, I didn't know you wanted to coach basketball. He said, if I ever get an opening, I'm going to have you come over to the boys. And I really got into basketball because when I was growing up, as far as when I got school ball, there was no other coaches that looked like me. There was no black coaches until AC Eldridge came. And I just said, I just want to give these kids the knowledge of the things that I've gone through to, to let them know, you don't have to do what I do, but let you know the roadblocks you're going to go into. And that's how I got. And once I got into coaching, I don't know what I do. With, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> what? Uh, well, first of all, let's backtrack a little bit here. We're, uh, we're sitting down here at Rudy's, uh, as we normally do, and Rudy's is down on Breckenridge, right? And G-Money uh, has set up some ways for you to get a hold of us and ask some questions, uh, suggest some new uh, some new guests. You can reach us on Gmail at sticksandsports at gmail.com. You can reach us on Instagram at sticksandsports. So if you got a question about one of our previous shows or about this show, shoot it to us, and we'll uh, we'll try to answer it. So we're sitting down here. It's been a, it's been a couple of months since we've been on here. I'm Quiet Storm. I'm here with Buck Dollar and G Money. Coach, tell me uh, where you are right now and what the status is with the, the New Haven High School from New Haven, Indiana basketball team. Well, we just finished up our last game, and ironically, that was with Coach Foster and the Southside Archers. We lost a tough we're one. We're it that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we lost a tough one last night. It's always fun playing against um, JJ. You know, we coached together for years at Harding. I remember, with, say, yeah. I remember you saying that yeah, when we, I first met you. Hey, we went – we won a, um, along, you know, being Al's assistant. We were, we won one state championship. We were runner-up about four times. So, you know, and, heck, I played um, against JJ's brother, Tracy, um, in school. So – um, but as far as New Haven go, we we finished the season. Um, we were a little down this year. We were eleven and twelve, so almost five hundred. We had we won some we shouldn't have won, and we lost a lot that we shouldn't have lost. But okay. um, we're just now we're just getting ready for the sectionals. Uh, we 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 drew a bye, and so we will play the winner of um, Huntington and Homestead on Friday, 
and then in the first um, other part of the uh, of our bracket, um, JJ's team Southside plays Columbia City Tuesday, and then they'll Wayne to play the winner of that game. And then, Who, who's your biggest player right now on the floor, like far as height? For me, um, my biggest player six five two fifty two. Is that the quarterback? Yes, and um, he um, heck he just went over a thousand points. He had forty three and eighteen. Um, the last four games, he's at 43, 36. Give he's, us his complete uh, name. Give us uh, his complete uh, name. Ja'Kar Williams. Ja'Kar yes, Williams. Yes. I think um, we talked about him yeah, on our and, football. And he's actually, um, and sometimes he's yeah, he's my point guard <laughs> because of his knowledge as a quarterback and what he sees. So but, so, so uh, is he D1 material? I believe he is, um, especially for football. But he's actually going to Finley to play football. What's that, D2? Um is it D two or NAIA? I think it's NAIA. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if it's yeah. NAIA or D two. But D2. still, he's still going on to college. Hey, that's yeah. exactly. And you know the way things are now, it doesn't matter if you're going D two NAIA because they've got these extra years. Kids can go somewhere, get themselves together if they want to go D one. But hey, NFL is fine. If you can play, you can play now. Well, if you got Belichick uh, as a coach, he'll, he'll go to uh, you it, know, yes. he'll go to the playground and get you. Yes, and you've seen a lot of players in the league now that are coming from some of these smaller schools yeah, yeah. that are doing so. Belichick is notorious for that. Yeah. So, you know, but anyhow, coach, now who who exactly do you enjoy coaching against? <laughs> like like any given moment, who do you really really get up against to start sharpening your teeth for? You know what? This this isn't this may sound cliché, but I just love coaching. It don't matter. Okay. Now, I will say, you know, because um, me and JJ have known each other, and we know the, in the style of our team's play, that's fun to get up with him. Um, I love the uh, Chris Johnson from Homestead because hey, he's one of the top coaches in the state. You know, his teams are already good. You, you always want to go go up against the best. But You've knocked them off before. A, a couple of years ago, we beat them, and we were um, sectional champs. We didn't get a chance to play in the regionals because that's when the pandemic hit and right. they, and they shut that. everything down. So, that. but you know what? There's a lot of good coaches in Fort Wayne. Um, so, um, any night, it doesn't matter. I'm just, we're just ready to play whoever it is. You know? So, coach, you you had mentioned something about uh, that you like. You just like coaching. What what do you like about coaching with these young men? Um, that's just it. It's it's young men and and. And as you guys, and you know, you know, it's not all about X's and O's when you're a high school coach. It's so much more. It's about life. It's about teaching these kids what's what there is because they just don't know. You know, I had a, someone ask me a question just uh, about recently, and they said, "If you had a chance to to go back, would you want to go back to forty year old Bruce or twenty year old Bruce?" And I said, 40. And they're like, 40? Why would you want to go up to 40? I said, because I was dumb as hell at 20. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yes, know, sir, I yes. thought I knew everything, yeah. but I did. Yeah. And at 40, I can still move a little bit. Yeah. You know, so I want to go back that I still can move and active, but I'm with knowledge. And that's what I'm trying to bring to our kids to let them know that I've been where you've been and I've already seen this. You don't have to listen to me, but when you get there, you can go. Hold on. I know what he was talking about. Yes, yeah. somebody <laughs> told me about this situation. Yeah, yeah. You know, so when I get to the fork in the road, I know what's going on this, that's on that side. And that and that's all it is about coaching. So you know? in, in your years of coaching, what do you think uh, is the big change, let's say, in the last couple of years on what it's like to coach kids in high school these days? I know that's kind of a loaded question, but just your thoughts on that. The biggest change, I think, because, especially for basketball, you know, I was growing up, heck, 
here in Fort Wayne, we had three TV stations, you know, and there was no cable. Well, when we got, I think we got cable when I got in high school. Um, so you didn't get to see everything. Now it does like we talked about, you can go anywhere and people will find you. And so I think the biggest change is that kids are more knowledgeable as far as what they can do. The pro and AAU has changed things. And what I mean by that is we went to camps. That's you got notes at camps, but also at those camps, you worked on your skills. That's why as a key job with the camp. Yeah, and even in high school, because there was no AAU when I played. So right. we went to camps, you were, or you go to five star places like that, and coaches came to the camps to see you, but also at those camps, you worked on fundamentals, especially as a kid. Now kids don't go to camps, they go to straight playing AAU. And so the fundamental part, there's things that we have to teach at high school that hell I learned that in third grade. Why are we teaching right. this? Dude, you know, you know what's funny is me being a coach and coaching at Lourdes for that one year, and all of my years, I had never seen children that could not do a drop step. Like a drop step, jab step, they could yeah. they couldn't do it. You know, so it was something different. Like it was like all foreign to them when I was trying to show them the drop step, the up and under. It was like and, and all they didn't know stuff, what that was. Yeah, all the stuff you're talking about. You know, we teach these things now. But you know why it's tough now? Because the role for a big man has changed. They, they're calling them stretch. You're, I'm a stretch five or I'm a stretch four. The hybrids. Yes. So here's a good example. Who won the uh, NBA three-point contest? Big Cat. Yeah. Center. Yes. Because they're shooting threes now. They're not worried. They're, worried. they're not trying to get in the hole. And, because you know what? No one's passing them the ball. Steph Curry ruined you know? the game. <laughs> I won't say he ruined the game, but he changed it. He, he changed, changed it. He changed but, it. But you know what? What I try to tell people is that I think that you have to be very versatile. I don't want to make it a Michael Jordan show, yeah. but Michael got 50 with two. And out of those, those 50 points, he probably took two threes. Right. Oh, yeah. He wasn't like that game where he had all those threes and he was doing like this because he was like, I don't, I don't use this. Like, no. 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 So, hey, uh, I just want to remind all our viewers that you're uh, listening to Sticks and Sports. And our guest today is Coach Bruce Stevens, the head coach of New Haven High School in New Haven, Indiana. We're sitting here with Quiet Storm, Buck Dollar, and G Money. Coach, I have a question for you. Uh, what do you does it take to make a good player in high school sports these days, at least from your experience? You know what? I think um, one of the biggest things, and I talked to a lot of coaches about this, and we do this, uh, we talk about this, uh, is we always stress basketball IQ. And, and there's so many kids that play the game, but they don't understand the game. They don't have the vision. They don't, they don't see what's going forward. They're just out there playing. And I think that's, you know, sometimes you get kids that you go, that kid athletically, he doesn't look like he should be playing, but the kid understands his game. That famous thing was a Steph, Steph Curry. If you look at Steph Curry, you would say, he's man, he doesn't look like he's the most athletic guy, but he understands what he can do. He understands what his opponent can do, you know? And so that's what I think uh, the biggest thing that we look for is you can have a lot of athleticism, but if we can get that fundamental part and get you to really understand the game, you can be better than any. People that's more you. But coach, you know what I try to tell kids about Steph Curry is that he's been rich his whole life and he's been shooting with a bunch of millionaires in beautiful places. And he got over a thousand hours on that shot. But our kids in the inner cities all over, they think that they just supposed to take the three because Steph take the three. 
I, I agree with you that. And here's another thing, though. When I was playing, the only time you played in a gym, especially in the summer, is either is it at school or you went to a camp. We played outside. Seth Curry had the the the, the convenience of being able to to get in the gym. But here's the thing: don't take this away from Seth. Even though he had been he's been rich because it, hey, before Seth Curry, the best shooter I'd ever seen was his dad. Okay, Dale Curry could put it up. Stop it, Dale. Oh, Derek, I'm not Dale, Dale Curry could put it up. I'm not, if 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 Steph Curry had a played in 1990, 1980, he'd be just like his daddy, a good role player. Well, Reggie Miller is the greatest shooter of all time. Reggie Miller is the greatest shooter of all time. I thought he, he said Michael Jordan was. No, Michael <laughs> Jordan is the greatest scorer. Score. Reggie I'm, Miller, you know why I said Reggie, Reggie, Reggie Miller is a better, better shooter than I'm going to tell you why Reggie is. Reggie got his butt kicked. Reggie got whooped for four quarters, and he got the job done. Here's the difference between Steph and Reggie. Because, hey, I was in Indianapolis when Reggie was going through this. Hey, they used to practice at Butler, so I used to get to see those guys. Yeah. Here's the difference. Rip Hamilton, Reggie Miller, and um, played for Boston and um, – Thank you, Ray Allen. Where they're different from Steph, they couldn't handle the ball like him, so they moved right. off screens. Yeah. They 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 rotated. They got open for their shots, and they were able to come off, catch, boom, and pull up. Steph can shake you, step back, and pull I'm up. I'm talking about the shooter, but but Reggie run you off with nine screens and, and, and get that's the shot. what I just said. That's what I just said. Steph and Steph doesn't have to do that though. He can create on his own. He can, but, but and if you look when he passes it. He may not run off a bunch of screens, but if you look at him, he'll walk you down, and then he'll set up a back screen, and then he'll flare, boom, catch, and shoot. But wait a minute. If you are in a situation where if he played against Gary Payton every night or Ronnie Harper every night. Well, then he'd have to run off some screens. This is what I'm saying. So how is he labeled the greatest? He's not even facing great defense. Hey, but you can't hurt him because – because yeah, the game is right. You got to be. I'm not yeah. hurting him. I'm just saying. Let's be realistic. If Reggie Miller was to play now and they didn't touch him, he'd be just as great as Steph Curry. I would put him up there, but here's the difference: Reggie couldn't create his own shot yeah, off the could. dribble. He could. No, no, no. And I think Reggie. Yeah, and Reggie I, was I a agree. great shooter, but I he agree. couldn't. He couldn't create his I own shot off the dribble. That's but what Reggie got jumped on every. He night. did. But here's something else that Steph does, and why he's been able to average this. You run up on you run out on him and close out and boom he's taking you off the dribble and he's finishing at the rim. Do you know that Steph Curry would be in the hospital every night? Every night? <laughs> hey, because the rules have changed. The rules have changed. He got to face Detroit. He got to face New York. He got to come through Chicago. Yeah. Then but, you might have to hey, run into Buck Williams in Milwaukee. Hey, I'm right. just saying. But and here's the difference though. There, the, we've talked about these stretch centers. We don't have those um, those um, goons anymore. Like a uh, uh, the Bill Lambeer, the guys, um, uh, Rick Mahorn, uh, where they that, their job was to set screens and take people out for those dudes coming off the screen. I get it. I but I'm like this. You can play. You can play. They hell. There's people that say that they don't think LeBron could play back then. That's crazy. Well, you know what? And I, I don't want to get away from what you got and, and what you. And I want to get back. Why to we already have? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. We have. Still fun. We have. <laughs> but. You, you, you looked at he made me lose my call. <laughs> uh, I have mentioned LeBron. LeBron, Dennis Rodman had a great uh, point. He said LeBron has no moves. He's just a brute. He said me and Scotty would have killed him. 
And I agree. I had to agree. I'm like, you watch LeBron for four quarters. He has no, no, no nothing like the Kyrie, the juking, and the ball handling. Well, he don't need that. He's six nine. I know two sixty, and he gets to the rim anytime you, he wants. But if you stand in front of Rodman for four quarters, Rodman's going to pull your underwear to your ear. Hey, and, and you know what? And every time that Rodman does that, he's going to get banged by LeBron going to the rim. And after a while, and then here's the thing know. though. And also, but LeBron's one of the smartest players ever play. All right, he's pulling Scotty and what's the name? Because oh, I got to go help. Because you can't if he's going to the rim, you're not stopping. And then he's that's why he, that's why shooters love to play with him because they know they're going to get the ball. Coach, you know what I'm saying, Coach? And I'm so sorry. Let's get back to you. Being All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, real quick, uh, Quiet Storm. What are yeah. you smoking on? Oh, tonight since our podcast is called Sticks and Sports. Uh, I'm on my Oliva V135. It's my new favorite cigar. Uh, that's not it. That's, no, that's not it. That's not it. I think that's what, that's what uh, G Money's smoking. But listen, Coach, we can argue about who's the greatest player of all times. But uh, well, let's get back to some high school sports. Let's talk about, um, you know, one of the things we wanted to do is uh, talk a little bit about your perspective on these kids uh, and, and – uh, um, Buck Dollar kind of touched on a little bit. They all think they can play D1, right? All these kids think they can play D1. But what's the reality of your kids playing, your kids playing, and then um, what they – how they get looks and how they move on? Like, how... Here's here's the thing. Now, here's the difference. Not only do these kids think they can play D1, their parents think they can play one. Thank you. That, that's Thank the you. That's Jesus. the difference. Jesus. Hey, hey my, when I was growing up, I was raised my grandparents – they didn't know anything about sports. All they knew is you, you listen to what the coach say. You better not. If I have to come up to that school, and then you just do what you're supposed to do. All right? They didn't know about sports. They just knew it's going to get you to school, and it can help you, and you do what you're supposed to. Now, hell, every damn parent is a coach. They can tell you what's going on, and they, they, they're they telling you offenses, what you just do, and my kid is this and that, and that's the difference. I'm not going to say any names. I think you're pushing at it a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I've heard some of the stories over at, at, at some of these play coaching, uh, at some of the gyms, the dads are behind the bench. Hey. And it is a nightmare for a coach. You hey, Before, hold hold me, before you answer, coach, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I used to tell people yeah. when I was at Lewis? That was the first time I had witnessed that. And I even liked that when I was coaching in Chicago. I say, come to the gym. I'll show you why your kid don't start. You're right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, the – I've never seen so many parents until I came to Indiana. Then they say their kid is D one. I say until somebody offer your kid money, he's not D one. And but and there's nothing wrong with not being D one. But nothing here's the thing: it. I'm going to tell you. You said how high schools and sports have changed. When did you come to Indiana? I came in Indiana in 2013. Okay, since 2013 is 2022 now. It's not just the dads; it's the moms. How do you deal with that being a coach? You know what? How much of a distraction is it? And you do a it, good job. It, it can be, but when it's all said and done, you still, you know, like I said, I, I, Al Gooden is what got me started. And one thing that Al's always told me, he says, whenever you go into this, do it the way you want to do it, that you know how, because when it's all said and done, right or wrong, it's going to be on you anyway. And you don't want to walk right from the game going, man, I listened to song, so I should have done this. You know, I respect the parents. I get it. Here's the difference. The coach is worried about what the team does. The parent is, let's be honest, most parents, the first thing they're worried about is what their kid does. I kind of get that to a certain extent. I get that as your kid. 
But in the same token, watch the game and be real about it. You know, watch the game and be real about it. And most of my parents, to be honest with you, are, are really pretty good. And they understand that, yeah, you're talking to me and I'm listening, but I'm still got to do what I feel think is best. That, but that's a not, that's a, that's actually a nightmare for a coach. I haven't had it happen to me to the extent to where, you know, uh, the parent is trying to tell me how to coach. Being D1, where I come from, when you're D1, when Derrick Rose was D1, the purses came out. <laughs> you know, the, the per in the big city, the purse come out. Yeah, I get the you. cars come out. Yeah. Do your brother need a job? Right, right. You know, stuff yeah. like that happens. Yeah. I didn't see that happen here. I think if Keon Brooks was, and I know this is not about him, but if he was in another city, even Sydney, do you know how bad they scooped him up? When Kevin Garnett was in the city, I mean, they – Everybody was right, you know. I don't see that here. Well, so that's a sign of you being D1. Well, it's also a sign of being in the big city, too. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot what do you say more corruption when it comes from a bigger city. So, I won't say it's always a sign of D1, and I don't, and I can't tell you what was offered to, or things that went on with Ken. I do, it's like I told um, G Money earlier. One day, um, I don't know if he'll be a superstar NBA player. I think he has the, the ability to play NBA. I do too. But I tell you one thing is that's a great kid. That kid, I think one day could be a um a, a congressman. Yeah, that's how smart. And if you ever listen to him talk, I'd be great. You know, he's a he's a great kid and he comes from a we good, gotta get him on the show. Yeah, yeah, he comes from a good background. All right. But um as far as D1, D1 also is more than just your ability, D1 is a mentality. Academics. Not just academics. You got there's I, here's what I tell kids all the time that well I don't know I'm gonna say I said there's kids that are in junior college and they're not in junior college because they can't play they're either in junior college because maybe their grades now kids are going to junior college because what the pandemic did was change the game also so that year when all those kids and now the NCAA is giving kids longer eligibility. That, that high school kids, they got hurt because they're like, well, I don't need to go get them because I still got these kids. So they're going to prep schools or they're going to junior colleges. And I'll tell you something I tell kids all the time. I, when I played, I met a lot of junior colleges. And I'll meet some, and you could probably test to this. You meet some kids in junior college that are from Chicago, and those kids are like, hey, man, I'm not going back home. i got to make it. That's, that's, right. that, that's that mentality. I've said that. And they come at you. And, and, and you might be at school and you're like, kids from here are like, man, I'm away from home. They feed me this. This this is nothing like home. And some of them inner city Chicago kids are sitting there like, they're like, man, they're like, man, I, this is great. I don't want to lose this. Yeah. And they coming at you. Yeah. And that's the mentality I tell our kids that, that you got to have. You got to have, you got to be hungry. You got to be hungry. And, and you got to be basketball hungry because some of these kids are starving both basketball and they not getting fed exactly. and so they're getting here going hey this is it for me i gotta make it brooks you have another brooks in the house yes keon brooks little brother mm -hmm. tell me about him oh uh wonderful wonderful ball player i mean he don't have the size that his brother has but his skill set is very good he can shoot it great jumper he's our leading scorer right now uh now is there things that he needs to work on yeah i mean that we all do and he's willing to do that but he has one more year and um hopefully he can um not not just next year but this year help lead us to to, to a championship 
So tell me this, if you can, some schools that's looking at him right now. Most of them are mid-majors. I don't know the exact schools or say, but most of them are mid-majors right now. Okay. Um, and I do know um, local school here at PFW, um, I think like um, some of the MAC schools are. Uh, and I don't get um, all of them because of another thing we talked about how the game has changed. Before, everything came to the high schools. Everything came to the school. Now with AAU, you know, coaches don't have time during the season to see kids. So what what do they do? AAU, you see all the summer, you see all those hot college coaches there, or they send them to these invites. So AAU is where kids are really getting seen. Where that kind of hurts them is it's a different style of playing AAU. So then when they get in a more organized setting, they go, that ain't the kid that I'm used to seeing, you know? Hey, coach, I have a question for you. Uh, how difficult is it now for you to teach sportsmanship in the high school basketball game? I don't have any problem with that. Even though I will say this, you may see it and you say, these kids got, um, man, that kid, he's he's always complaining to the refs and, and, and stuff like that. And I sit back there and think, heck, some of the stuff that we did on the playground and said on the playground was way worse than what you hear kids talk about in the game. The difference is I think kids nowadays may say stuff more back to the refs than anything else. But – as, as far as my kids, I don't. We don't have the problem with sportsmanship, but again, maybe that comes from the coach, also, you know, or, or how they, what they, how the program is run. Um, so go for it. Uh, we're live from the two six zero. We are at the legendary Rudy's. We're sitting here with Coach Bruce, one of the best in Fort Wayne. I must say, he's top of the food chain. At the legendary Rudy's with wine, chocolate, beer. And most definitely cigars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, G Money, people want to get hold of us. Why don't you tell us how they shout out to us? You can email us um, sticksandsports at gmail.com. We also have our Instagram, sticks at sticks and sports. So uh, get us on that. Coach Stevens, appreciate your time today. Any parting thoughts? No, yeah, this is fun. Um, hopefully get a chance to sometime do it again. Maybe bring in uh, some other coaches. Hey, you know what? I love all sports, so I don't even have to talk just about uh, basketball, just just sports in general. And because I'm, um, you know, with Bucks over here, I gotta uh, we gotta get back to that um, that greatest of all time. Even though I, I, I'm a I'm a firm believer that I do. I, when I talk about the greatest of all time. I'm a LeBron fan, but he's third on my list. Yeah. I, I, I think Kareem is challenging you know, Jordan more than Here we go, team. talking about the best player you know what, Coach, ever. You know what I love about LeBron? He's such a humanitarian. Yes. He really care about people. And if I ever was in that position, I would love to give back the same exact way to help yeah. people. And he take care of Cleveland. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, he he's getting people GDs. Yeah, you're right. He's I starting mean, up schools. And, and not just that. He brings his guys with him. I mean, he sent his buddies to college and says, when you finish, now you come to work with me. Yeah. Beautiful. You know that. But as far as basketball goes, I mean, there was nobody. Was anybody better than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, We're not going to get into it again. That's another episode. Anyways, <laughs> Coach Bruce Stevens, uh, thank you for your time. We thank really, you. really appreciate it. He's the head basketball coach at New Haven High School in New Haven, Indiana. Uh, and uh, one of our 
legends that we've interviewed on the he is sticks and sports he's definitely a legend and we are live from the 260 everything is legendary everything is beautiful here wine cigars chocolate awesome basketball coaches awesome basketball coaches <laughs> awesome people walking around yeah here. so everything is beautiful once again here. thank you coach we always wrap it up with uh g money's favorite quote so this is from uh, jackie moon but i would like to dedicate this episode um to my road dog, he passed away about two weeks ago. So this episode goes out to Big Sexy, but we're gonna leave it off with Jackie Moon's number one saying, ELE, everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next time.